You're listening to HIV News and Views, a podcast series from thebody.com. For a transcript of this podcast and for more interviews and first-person stories, visit us on the web. I'm Nancy Crum-Chimfloni from the Infectious Disease Clinical Research Program, which is centered in Bethesda, Maryland. I am located, though, at the Navy Medical Center in San Diego. We've recently performed a study entitled Obesity Among HIV-Infected Persons, the Impact of Weight on CD4 Cell Counts, presented at the IDSA meeting in Philadelphia. We've noticed that HIV patients are experiencing rising rates of obesity and wanted to know the possible impact of obesity on the immune systems of our HIV patients. Since the availability of potent HIV medications in the mid-90s, HIV-infected persons are less often suffering from wasting. They're rather increasingly overweight or obese. Since we already know that obesity leads to negative health consequences in the general population, such as heart disease, diabetes, and certain cancers, we wondered if obesity could have additional health consequences among HIV-positive persons. Specifically, we set out to test the hypothesis if obesity could affect their immune systems as measured by their CD4 counts. We evaluated over 1,000 HIV persons as part of our U.S. military natural history study that's been conducted at seven sites across the U.S. Our participants have known dates of HIV infection and have sequential information regarding their weights and CD4 counts over time. We evaluated the relationship between weight changes and CD4 counts over time by a variety of different statistical methods. We found that since the availability of potent HIV medications, HIV patients who are obese were more likely to have lower CD4 counts than those whose weight were appropriate. We also found that after beginning HIV medications for the first time, obese persons gained fewer CD4 count cells than, let's say, overweight persons did. In summary, our study found that those who were obese had lower CD4 counts over time than those who had normal weights. We feel that this data suggests that lower CD4 counts may be another adverse consequence of being obese. We hope that our study encourages HIV patients to achieve and maintain normal weights, In addition, we hope our study encourages HIV providers to be cognizant of this potential negative effect and consider that obesity may negatively impact their patients' immune systems. Now, how did you define appropriate weight in this study? So we took everybody's height and weight, and we calculated a body mass index. That kind of calculation can be found on the Internet. If you simply put in BMI calculator, one will pop up. One can calculate, based on their weight and height, what their body mass index should be. It's based on the body mass index that the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, has defined for people what their appropriate weight should be. If your body mass index is between 18.5 and 25, they would consider that normal. Anything above 25 would then be overweight or obese, and they have that broken down into specific categories. 
Right, tell me a little bit more quickly about the types of people who actually enrolled in this study. Uh, how old were they, and were they men or women? That's a great question. As I mentioned, we studied over a thousand HIV persons who participated in our U.S. military natural history study. This is a study that's really been going on for over 20 years, where participants who have military benefits voluntarily enroll and get followed. It's an observational natural history study. They get followed over time, and we collect various information, including weights and CD4 counts on them. It was from this population that the study was conducted. The study population's mean age was 29 years. Because it was drawn from a military consortium, 96% were male. I think these data can be best generalized to men. Then regarding race, 44% were Caucasian, 41% African American, and 15% other races. So one interesting characteristic of our population is that we have a very nice distribution of various races, particularly the 50-50 split between white and black persons. Many studies only focus on Caucasian studies, but we have a fair number of African Americans who serve in the military and hence were participants in this particular study. Did you notice any difference in the findings between people who were black or white? We actually did not split people based on whether they were white or black and look if there was an association between obesity and CD4 count based on race. We certainly included race in our adjusted models. So when we looked at what is the relationship between weight changes over time and CD4 changes over time, there's many things that could potentially influence that. Of course, age and race could influence that. So we accounted for all these other variables in that model, but we didn't then divide our model up, partly because we didn't want to divide it too finely because we were still only dealing with a thousand people. The thousand or so people who were involved in this study, were they more overweight than the average population was? I don't believe they're more overweight or obese than the normal population, but I think the changes we're seeing in our HIV patients over time are reflective of what we're seeing in the general population. There's been many publications and announcements noting that Americans are increasingly overweight and obese. I think that among the HIV patients, similar trends are occurring. We didn't do a direct comparison, but I don't think our numbers suggest that they're heavier than the general population. But what we have seen is they're, they're definitely heavier over time, just like the general population is. The military, my understanding, is that it has a, a very well-developed system of testing and ultimately treating people for HIV. So I'm going to guess that these people were diagnosed pretty early on? That is correct. One of the things that our study was able to do that most previous studies have not in terms of trying to look at how weight influences CD4 count is that we had, as part of our study, only those who were documented seroconverters, meaning patients who had a known last negative test and a first positive test. We actually restricted our analysis of these data to just those who were documented seroconverters because we felt that including people at various stages of HIV might bias some of the conclusions. Our patients had a median time from last negative test to first positive test of just over a year. So these were in fact, very early diagnosed people. 
why we thought that was important is that it's very important to adjust for duration of HIV in these models as well as you examine the relationship between obesity and CD4 count. So what were the average CD4 counts then of, of all these people when they were first diagnosed? The average was around 520 cells. So you can see that it was a very early diagnosed cohort. In fact, we used the DHSS guidelines to direct therapy in our patients. We ran our analysis accounting for when they were off therapy and then they went on therapy because many of these patients then went ahead and took antiretroviral therapy. And, of course, that can influence both your weight and your CD4 count. So we accounted for antiretroviral use in our models as well as we looked at this relationship. The study also compared, did it not, the impact of weight on CD4 count in the pre-heart era, from before that era and after that era, and you found very different results from the two, right? That's very correct. Thus far in our conversation, I've really focused on the heart era, mainly because that's where we are now. We have these drugs available, at least in the developed world. I've also focused on these results because there's very little data about the impact of weight on your CD4 counts during the heart era or since the availability of these new medications. So we thought it was important to re-examine this question, which actually has been examined before, but that data was really from the pre-heart era or the time before these medications were available. As you mentioned, we found very different results. We found, like many other studies did, that as you increase your weight, you had less reduction over time in your CD4 count. So it appeared that as a patient had higher weights, it was probably beneficial. We thought that partly that had to do with if you had additional nutritional stores and then you developed an opportunistic infection or an AIDS-related crisis, that there was some protection in the extra weight that you had as many studies have shown, that before the introduction of highly potent HIV drugs, having extra weight on was a good idea and actually improved your CD4 count. I think many patients and perhaps some providers today still live in that paradigm where patients feel that it's best to achieve high weights to protect them from wasting and adverse consequences. But one of the things that our study wanted to address is whether or not such a idea was still in play in the post-heart era and whether or not being overweight or obese continued to be advantageous. As we've already mentioned, patients who were obese actually had poorer CD4 counts, suggesting with the availability of these new HIV medications gaining excessive weight is no longer needed and no longer a good idea and potentially has negative consequences on your CD4 count. We, of course, also know that being obese has negative consequences in terms of high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and heart disease. We know that from the general population. So our study was really trying to change the mindset of HIV patients and their providers to strive for a normal weight and not to try to gain excessive amounts of weight as the incidence of wasting has fallen and we don't see a protective effect of having higher weights anymore. Do we have any idea what the reasons might be as to why 
people who are significantly overweight are at a greater risk of not having their CD4 count go up as much? Unfortunately, our study did not examine the reason that this could have occurred. However, that being said, one could probably put together a couple hypotheses. I think the first hypothesis, again, which we did not examine in our study, but maybe a area of future research, is that obese patients may have lower drug levels of their antiretroviral or their HIV medications in their system. Most studies that's done on the proper dose of a medication is done among normal weight persons. However, we know that those who are obese have different distributions of those medications and different times to break down of those medications than those who are normal weight. So possibly some of our effects that we're seeing is that obese patients just do not have high enough drug concentrations of the HIV medications in their system, and that that may lead to poor CD4 count responses. Again, that hypothesis would require further study to confirm that as the reason for this. I think the second possible reason that we consider that this effect may be being noted is that in the general population, there's a lot of data that suggests that obese patients have high inflammatory markers, which has become a very interesting area to work in in HIV as well. These measures, like your CRP or your C-reactive protein, seem to be elevated among obese versus normal weight persons. There's some evidence coming out that high inflammatory marker levels may have adverse consequences on your immune system, including your CD4 counts. Again, this study did not examine the inflammatory marker levels, and so this would be a study of future to show if that potentially could be the reason for this relationship. But those are two potential hypotheses that we considered Certainly, we're interested in doing further studies to try to see more precisely what is the reason that obese patients have lower CD4 counts. Although people who are in the military have the benefit of regular HIV testing so that they can find out whether they're HIV positive before their CD4 count drops, research, particularly in the U.S., has indicated that many people do not actually get diagnosed until their CD4 count is much, much lower. Do we have any idea how much these findings might apply to people who are diagnosed at low CD4 counts instead of high? I think that's a great point to make, that this is an early diagnosed cohort who had free and open access to medical care. I think our study results show in such a population maintaining normal weights versus becoming overweight or obese is preferable. How does this apply to other populations? I think our study really cannot draw any conclusions. Certainly in populations that don't have antiretroviral medications available, they may be more in line with what we saw in the pre-heart era, that weight may be actually a little beneficial to those types of situations. But I think it would be interesting to repeat a study like ours in a resource-poor setting to then re-examine the impact of weight and CD4 counts as these patients may not have antiretrovirals and as antiretrovirals are introduced in those populations to see if there's a changing effect of how weight impacts the CD4 count. Let's try to break this down then in practical terms. 
let's say we're diagnosed with a CD4 count of 200 to 250. You've been on treatment for a while. Your CD4 count is up now to 500 or so, but you are about 40 pounds overweight. What does these study results mean to you? I think that if you're on treatment uh, and you have access to uh, these medications, that if you are 40 pounds overweight or you currently are obese, I think these study findings should encourage you to join a weight reduction program, obviously through the guidance of your physician, to try to get to a normal weight. I think one thing that's important to note about our study findings is that we simply did not look at their weight at the beginning of diagnosis and how that influenced their CD4 counts. We actually looked at their weights and how they changed over time to look at the relationship with the CD4 count. The data suggests that if you have the availability of HIV drugs, you're on them, you're doing well, really the most benefit that you can get is to achieve a normal weight and you might have a positive impact on your immune system. Again, our study findings are preliminary in the fact that we would like other study cohorts to examine this question to see if our data can be replicated. I also want to emphasize that there are many other reasons for that patient to lose 40 pounds. If you're 40 pounds overweight, you're likely at a higher risk of diabetes and heart disease and many other medical consequences that we're seeing rising rates of in our HIV patients. Perhaps we've focused on the past of reasons why our HIV patients are having these comorbidities, but perhaps one of these reasons is that our patients are increasingly overweight or obese, perhaps by maintaining normal weights some of these other comorbidities could be reduced. Should a doctor who's prescribing first-line therapy consider prescribing a regimen that maybe research has shown will boost CD4 count a little bit more than others? I know that Celzentry or Maraviroc, research has suggested that it can increase CD4 count a little bit more maybe than some other HIV meds. Would that be worth considering as an option if you're going into treatment in the first place significantly overweight? I think that's a really interesting question. Again, I think our results are uh, preliminary, and I don't think we could draw any uh, conclusions linking our results on management of patients. I know there are different regimens that can potentially boost CD4 counts higher than other regimens. I don't think we're to a point yet that one could say if you're treating an obese patient to choose this regimen over another based on CD4 counts. I'd like to see further research done in this area, and then future studies to look at potentially treating various weight patients with various drugs might be a consideration for a trial. I would obviously also like to see how these drugs' pharmacokinetics work in obese patients a bit more. Perhaps by adjusting dosages in obese patients, we could correct the issue with CD4 counts. But again, I think further research has to be done before we can make any clinical judgments in terms of impact on decision-making. We focused pretty heavily on, at least in the post-heart era, talking about the impact of obesity on CD4 count. Is the impact of being underweight on CD4 count a non-existent impact in the post-heart era, or is it just lesser compared to being obese? We felt in our study results that being underweight continued to have a negative impact in the heart era. This has been shown in the pre-heart era by other studies that if you are underweight, you progress faster with your HIV and you have lower CD4 counts. 
But we also found similar findings in the heart ear where medications are now available that those people also had lower CD4 counts. I think it's a very important point to go back to that we really emphasize achieving and maintaining normal weights as based on the body mass index. Underweight is not optimal, but we feel also now from our research that obese is not optimal either. Just like in the general population, we really are encouraging our HIV patients to achieve and maintain what would be considered a normal weight. It fascinates me that studies like this, which are ultimately so important, so common sense type research, how did a study like this not get done like five years ago? You know, I think that we do a lot of clinical-based research where I work, and we've just noticed that patients are increasingly overweight and obese who are HIV positive. It struck us that we're no longer thinking about wasting, but we're dealing with blood pressure issues and diabetic issues, and that a lot of this is driven by their weight. And we began to realize that our patients were telling us that at least early in the epidemic, HIV patients were told to gain excessive weight because that might help protect them. Plus, I think some HIV patients think that if they look too thin, their diagnosis may be revealed, whereas if they look heavy, people wouldn't expect them to be HIV positive. We heard these comments from our patients, and we began to realize that perhaps at the beginning of the epidemic, HIV patients were becoming overweight or obese because of these issues. We wondered how this was impacting today because we saw blood pressure issues and diabetic issues, and we began to wonder, is it really good for their HIV to be overweight? We knew it was probably okay in the pre-heart era, but how about now when we're seeing these other complications? And it really led us to do this study, and I'm fortunate to work in a large consortium of military beneficiaries who've collected these information on early diagnosed patients and uh, really allowed us then to go ahead and do this research and try to answer this specific question. All right. You've laid out some pretty clear further directions for research that can help flesh this out. Are you continuing with this particular study or planning any additional ones to further flesh out these results? I really appreciate that question. We're in the process of disseminating these results a bit wider, and then we are looking into possible areas where we could explore, again, going back to the two hypotheses I brought up earlier, to try to explain why obese patients are having lower CD4 counts. Is it an issue of drug levels? Is it an issue of inflammatory markers? Or is it something completely different? So our group is interested in continuing this research in terms of trying to explain our findings. As I mentioned several times before, I, I would be highly encouraging of other groups to look at this question in their cohort, both in the developing and in the developed world, to see if this finding is present in other cohorts, as you mentioned, in cohorts that maybe do not get diagnosed so early and maybe who don't have access to medications, how do these findings apply to that population? And our study did not examine that population, but I think it would be important to look at the same question in some alternate populations. In the meantime, it seems like the moral of this story is like the moral of so many other stories. These findings are, are interesting, need further follow-up, but for the time being at least, it appears to just be yet another 
reason why it's good to keep your weight within relatively normal bounds if you can. I think that's a great concluding statement. Dr. Crumchianfloni, thank you so much for taking the time to explain your study. Thank you very much for your interest in our research and for getting this information out to both HIV providers and patients. The opinions expressed by hosts or interviewees in this podcast do not constitute professional advice, should not be considered substitutes for professional services, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of Body Health Resources Corporation or its sponsors. Please see the full disclaimer online at thebody.com. If you have comments or questions, please contact us. Thank you for listening to HIV News and Views. For more podcasts, be sure to visit us online at www.thebody.com.